This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. My name is Chris Filler. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd, and you listen to the Blue Army Podcast. Hello, my name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. What time did you get up? Um, half one. All right, okay, so it was a proper night out then. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it was a bit um, unexpected. We went to this uh, the free radicals thing because Loki's got some artwork in there. Nice. And that and that was like, you know, they don't have a license, so it wasn't, it was a art exhibition launch. It wasn't like no alcohol, but then we went for a drink afterwards, so... That sounds good. Maybe, sounds good. What, what is that free radical thing? Just kind of like a, is that free ra- free radical thing? Just like an open space for like artists and stuff, just to put there and try and sell crafts and different canvases and, and stuff like that for a couple of weeks. What's the deal with that place? It's an, L- it's an LGBT run thing. It's um, temporary. They got um, someone gave them um, access to this like former shop on English Street for, I think it was like three months, so it's coming to an end now. But um, I know they had a craft fair in before Christmas, so it's like, it's specific things. It's not just open all the time and people wandering and do art stuff in it. They have had like, you know, they've had arranged things. All right, man. That sounds like a cool space. Sounds like a cool space. Definitely worth a little bit of a plug. But um, we got yeah. accused last week, and I think we accused ourselves last week a little bit of having a little bit of an indulging uh, uh, pre-ramble. So uh, this week we'll, we'll we'll dive we'll dive into things. We'll get the all right manners <laughs> out the way. Yeah? yeah. While you eat your salad, I'll do an intro. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Marrows, how's it going? Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is episode 53 and I am joined by none other than everybody's favourite co-host. Wills is here! Hello, Wills. Hey, Liam. On a bit, Hello, of, a, on a, bit of a streak at the moment. 
when was the last yeah. time I wasn't on. That's true. That's true. I was thinking about that. I was thinking maybe I'm going to have to relieve him of his duties and give him a bit of a rest for, for a week or two. But to be fair, the hunger hasn't gone away. Uh, normally you hint at me if you want a break. <laughs> Is that the hint? That was the hint. Do I? <laughs> when have I ever hinted anything at you? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But yeah, well, uh, I don't know. We'll 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 uh, we'll see we'll see what we can drill up in the next coming weeks, mate, and we'll get you off for a couple of weeks. Oh, you can always gag in. You can we can have two guests. We'll see how that goes. Um, if you're still interested, but yeah, we'll see how it goes, mate. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah, um, welcome. What you plan to do? That's it, man. That's it. Uh, welcome to episode fifty-three, mate. Um, mate, should I tell you what you've got look for to look forward to this episode? Please. <laughs> right <laughs> on today's episode we have got ourselves a huge amount of transfer news to get ourselves through wills has gallantly taken the reins on a few of the new signings and so have i on some of them so we'll be going through our research on the new signings discussing and probably taking the make out of one or two of those transfer deadline day signings we'll also be talking about Carlisle United's games against Sutton and against Salford. Uh, I'm assuming predominantly most of today's podcast is going to be transfer news because uh, it's just a little bit more positive to talk about than those weekend's results. But we'll get there when we get there, mate. But first, we'll start off with tradition as we always do here on the blue army podcast right at the start we like to start with positive vibes and good times so that means just one thing mate it is time for the blue army podcast joke of the week is he having a laugh i think he's trying to <laughs> it's the blue army podcast Right, mate, here we go. Um, it took me a while to find this one today, mate. Uh, it's just, it, you know you know what it's like. I'm back in the wilderness of looking for jokes again. Hopefully this is a good mm. one, though. Here we go. Why did the M&M go to school? Why did the M&M go to school? Uh, I don't know. Why. I'm really sorry. The internet gremlins have come along and whisked your punchline away. Yeah, I thought they did. I thought they did. <laughs> Bloody buggers. Right. Why do the M&M want to go to school? Why did the M&M want to go to school? Because it wanted to be a smarty. <laughs> there we go. That makes me feel smug. Right, let's move on. Let's keep the good times rolling. And... Uh, Crack on with our newest feature here on the Blue Army Podcast. It's time for the birthdays. There's only a few this week. There's been obviously a lot going on on the Be Just and Fear Not Carlisle United fan group page that you can find on Facebook in terms of transfer posts being made, lots of opinions about the football. So it was quite hard to find the birthdays this week. But the ones that stood out for me, firstly, happy birthday to 39-year-old is Linton Assassin Jabo. Jabo, Jabo, Jabo. Go on, Will, tell us your Jabo story again. Go on, go on, go on. We've got loads of new oh, listeners now. I was going to say, um, the Jabo story where I was walking down the street with a mate, uh, a friend from... Yeah, a friend from um, that I knew from university in Liverpool, and we were walking back with pizza, 
And it was around about the time because uh, when Jabbo was at Carlisle, he used to rent a flat just around the corner from me. So we were walking back with our pizzas and I saw Jabbo coming the other way and I'd seen Jabbo a few times. So I just went, all right, Jabbo. And he's like, all right. And then walked past and then we walked past each other. And then like a few steps further on, Jabbo just ran his lads. <laughs> I don't know if that's the one or if it's... <laughs> that's the story I think the internet gremlins kind of ruined it again though uh, <laughs> the internet gremlins are ruining all of our good times happy 28th birthday to David Simmington I think I remember David as a bit of a dynamic midfielder ended up getting released by Carlisle went down to Workington but has since found himself back in the football league am I right in thinking that? is he in the football league? I thought he, saw, I thought he got himself back up maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong Go on, you have, have a Google. good free kick on him, yeah. Um, he yeah. plays for Workington still. I still at Workington, still banging in the goals for Workington, David Simmington. Happy 28th birthday. And like I said, mate, the birthdays were few and far between this week. I think I saw one more, if I can get to it and mm-hmm. ramble at the same time. Here it is. Happy 82nd birthday to Carlisle legend, Huey McElmoy, the man outside with the statue. Happy 82nd birthday to you. Um, they're the birthdays this week, mate. I quite enjoy doing the birthdays, you know. I think it's a nice little segment now. Uh, yeah. We'll kick, yes. kick the proceedings off with a light bit of injury news. Uh, on Friday, a scan revealed that Kelvin Meller will not need surgery on his injury but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be recovering in any better time. He's still going to be out for a couple of weeks and it's very non-cryptic. No one's given us a, a, a window for when he's going to be coming back. I feel like the mm. last two games, Kelvin Meller has been massively missed. Uh, Joel Senior has got a big pair of shoes that he's had to step into after playing a lot of non-league football uh, in the in the last couple of recent uh, months, so I think he's found it difficult to step into that position, and also I think Kelvin Mell has got a voice on the pitch that hasn't been replaced in that Carlisle United backline, and it's <laughs> suffered across the last two games. Mate, I think we mentioned Meller as being uh, maybe the best signing of the summer so far. We're going to go on and talk about the signings of the January window. Um, First of all, mate, we'll kick things off with a loan sign-in from Birmingham. 21-year-old Mitchell Roberts. Um, A young man who has been in and around this level, but if you believe the write-ups, they don't necessarily reflect his stats. They say that he was on loan at Harrogate last season. He was on loan at Harrogate last season on a half-season loan. He Mm -hmm. only played four games, unfortunately. Um, And then the manager seemed to drop him and then he sort of disappeared without a trace. Now, that doesn't fill you with too much confidence. You're obviously hoping that a bit more time with the coaches at Birmingham has hopefully uh, pushed his progression on a little bit more. And this time he's going to be ready for a League mm-hmm. 2 campaign. Um, a centre-back, another one, uh, so soon after we've just brought in a centre-back. Um, Daniel Sin- Sinayu 
hasn't exactly hit the ground running, hasn't exactly impressed the fans. Is this a reaction sign into that, mate? Um, I only saw Simeu uh, against um, Sutton. Um, although we did lose 2-0, I, I don't think it was all that bad. Um, and we've got Morgan Feeney as well. So I'm not sure that we're you know, necessarily going out and signing another defender because because we're because we're desperate for just someone else. Um, right. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it just feels that we need a bit more cover. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the impression. There's probably a fair bit of money left in the bank yeah. uh, when when Zach Clough left, so we had the flexibility to probably yeah. bring in that extra person and yes. not to let. It's suffer on the weird budget side of things. It's yeah. not exactly. I mean, it's I'll not a sign that anyone was that. expecting us to make. Yeah, I mean, what are your, I mean, what are your thoughts about Simeu? Then I've not really followed what other fans have said, so I was like, kind of like surprised to hear that fans have been sort of immediately saying he needs to be dropped. Although I hear Feeney did all right when he came on against Salford, but when I saw him against Sutton, Simeu didn't look too bad. I mean, the he team, is, he is all the bad. He is at fault for both the goals. Um, so, uh, Sutton, um, and he did have part to blame for at least one of the Salford goals. I think we'll get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. I bit mean, it was Mishambol, Yeah. Mm, yeah. So obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get more to that bit when we, when we get over to the, the sort of match report side of things. But yeah, from what yeah. I've heard and what I've seen, he's really not filled many people with a lot of confidence. And yeah. I mean, do you think Feeney <laughs> needed dropping? No, I really don't. See, that's part of the thing. I think the goals that were conceded by Carlisle that were kind of Simeon's fault were down to poor communication, maybe. At least one of them's yeah. down to commu- communication. And, you know, maybe thinking McDonald's the sort of defender that was rushing out and making the tackles, and Feeney was yeah. the sort of player that was maybe. Like taking taking the loose balls and that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, obviously, the size of Simeu, McDonald might be thinking, now I'm the one who sits in the hole, and Simeu goes and and takes the takes the person down because he's the more imposing figure. Or mm-hmm. I just don't know if 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 the balance was there for them. I don't think that we would have conceded either of the goals against Sutton if McDonald and Feeney were both playing, because yeah. there would have been a clear communication about who was supposed to tackle the player, especially on the second goal. And on the first yeah. goal, I don't think, I think Feeney's better in the air than that. And Simeon yeah. showed really bad technique with the header straight into the attacker. He had all the time in the world to send that back where it came from, nice high and long. And for some reason, yeah. just, you know, just 50 pence yeah. pieced it. And I've seen a yeah, few To be fair, Feeney was on the headers. pitch by then. Mm. But it's just it's, it's, I'm not it's, sure how he played yesterday. Yeah, it's 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 one of those ones where it, like when you're bringing a new sign in in that position up against these kind of teams, you know, you're already thinking these have got the best firing away, the best attackers, the best goal scorers in the league, which um we, we we've came up against against Forest Green Rovers as well recently. Yeah. So when you're upsetting the centre back partnerships, 
against really good opposition, you're just leaving yourself more vulnerable, I think. And it just wasn't the smartest of moves to have made, especially when Feeney's fit to play, yeah. McDonald's fit to play. The only position that should be your weak link is probably at right back with Senior because he hasn't played a lot of football at this level. So there's there's my where you might get worried about. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Then what do you do? Do you play three across the back instead? And you put Simeu to win everything in the air, McDonald and Feeney to take everything on the ground and then push. Who do you push back into a right wing back position? Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. Gibson's not shy. Gibson will make a tackle for you. Mellish will make a tackle for you in that position. I think that'll be fine as well. Armour's fine in a wing back position over on the other yeah. side. But then that's that's a completely different conversation about changing formations. Joe Riley would fit in that right, right wing back position really well. But like I'm saying, that's a different prospect and to be honest mate it's only just popped into my head now but it sounds like a better way to have gone against these better teams is to have played five along the back with the, with the wing back yeah. options and well, we'll we'll see what i mean is is owen windsor a center back owen windsor oh is he the striker yeah, yeah, who's yeah. Sorry, who's the other defender that we brought in? Da, 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 boo, boo, da, boo. Uh, We're not two of the players we brought in defenders, Simeon. No, no, and... no. Well, Simeon wasn't transferred. Simeon's obviously a defender, and then the Mitchell. Mitchell, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, Mitchell's who we're talking about. We're, 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 I was talking about Mitchell now kind of thing, but we've gone on to Simeon, obviously. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I was just checking, is he a centre-back, Mitchell? Yeah, I mean it, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm reading. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. He can play apparently he'll play on the left, but like he's a centre back that can maybe do your job on the left. Mm. But yeah, that's, from what I'm seeing, he's a centre back. Stay Alan reacts. You what? Sorry. I've just see how Millen see how Millen react. Uh, see how me. Where? Uh, sorry. See how Millen reacts. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just don't think it's a position where we need an extra body. Uh, you've still got Whelan's yeah. not, Whelan's not injured, or he wasn't injured. Um, so the selection was all still there, and uh, not necessarily needed in, 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 in my opinion. But there you go. Um, in my opinion, it might be a nothing signing. It's one of those gambles, I guess. And yeah, obviously, Millen might have seen something in him that has impressed him and there's a reason why he's going to be with us here at the club so all the best yeah. to him but it's not the sort of signing that you you know you think you were going to really really see brought in and obviously if the idea is that he's going to play more on the left side then I, I mean I don't want to see Jack Armour drop do you that's one of the most valuable assets the club's got yeah so yeah um, I don't know. I didn't read much of him. Um, he came in and then other players came in after him and he didn't really get much talked about. So, yeah, I am um, kind of doing I am kind of doing it in order as well. For. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am kind I am kind of doing it in order on the day as people uh were brought in. So mm. yeah, obviously Aladu started his uh, sort of youth career with uh Birmingham uh and since only had uh, the loan spell with Harrogate Town where he's had a couple of games. He's he's, he's been um, no, he's not been to no, he's not. He's not been to non-league. He hasn't really got that kind of background. So mm. he's just a lad at the age that he is. 
21, so we've only played one game in the Cabro Cup and, and four mm. games last season on a half-season loan. He, he needs to get games under his belt. So, I mean, hopefully he's thinking, I need to make this work and he's going to be applying himself and, and we'll get we'll reap the benefits from a player that's going to be working a little bit of overtime. But, mate, we'll, uh, we'll go on to the next signing of the day and that was uh, one of the lads that you've decided to take on, Toby Show Silver. What have you learned about him? Yeah, I've learned that his full name is Olu Toli Akintunde Show Silver. Um, he's 26 and he's more of a winger than a forward. So that seems to partially explain his sort of lack of goals across his career. He's, if you look at his career, I don't think he's been brought in as the answer to scoring more goals, but obviously uh, maybe Keith Millen sees something in him. Maybe he sees him somebody as more who's going to create the chances. Um, so his career has been um, entirely in non-league, apart from one spell with Inverness Caledonian Thistle, where he only played five games. Um, other than that, he's been mostly in the conference stroke national uh, he did end up on loan at one point, as low down as the Isthmian Premier, um, then came back with Halifax, back into the National League. And then he was um, he was a key player in Sutton's title-winning team, but hasn't featured so much for them this year. Hmm. Right, OK. So this is a full-time signing as well. This isn't a loan deal. Yeah, this is a full-time signing. And so he scored... In total, over his career, 30 goals in 192 apps. So he's not a goal scorer. Um, he, when he was with Bromley in the National League, there was a season when he scored 11 goals. Um, generally, his goal scoring is pretty low. The other highest, he scored four goals last season for Sutton, and that was 35 starts. So uh, BA plays, plays on the wing. Um, and my, inf- you know, my research hasn't picked up how many assists he's created, so I don't know. Maybe he's a good assist. Well, um, will be show silver. So, could he, do you know if he can play on either side then? Um, I haven't found out. It's always difficult to find out what side the player plays on. I could just have a look at um, the transfer market page because that sometimes gives you what footed he is. Um, it suggests that he's right-footed, so... Okay, because um, in, in my mind, obviously, I don't think Dickinson's been impressing very well in recent weeks, so I would have thought that they would be going yeah. for somebody to go into that attacking left position, maybe, to give a bit of competition there. But well, I guess I mean, it's all a right-sided it says, thing. It doesn't say he's right-sided, it says he's right-footed, so you presume he's right-sided. It's possible that he's... Uh, right-footed, left-sided player. Uh, it's possible that he's been brought in to play up front, maybe off off a main striker. Maybe that's his preferred position. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting one it, 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 in a couple of different ways. When you, when you sign yeah. somebody that's 20, 26 years old, you're signing somebody that's closer to the prime of the career rather than somebody who's like an yeah. unt- un- untested entity or somebody that might I'm be... The- on the decline. So in that sense of things, it's, it's, it's quite nice to see Carlisle yeah. signing a player of around that age because we don't necessarily have the ability to do that. 
Um, to bring somebody in on an 18 month contract for an undisclosed yeah. fee, I mean, that's very cryptic. I can't imagine that being any more than about 35 grand. Um, that seems to be the amount that Carlisle spends on, on players yeah, in these undisclosed so. fee situations. Um, it seems that um, Sutton haven't really used him this season. He's only had seven appearances, scored one goal. And he did, of course, come off the bench um, against us just last week. Yeah, it's it's been interesting to to see how and why he's ended up on our radar. Maybe it was the 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 form that obviously brought Sutton into the league that has maybe been highlighted as a reason that he's going to be good enough to to be with us. What I really hope, mate, what I really, 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 really hope is that he's not one of those players that's going to be brought in in case we go down. One of those players that could do a job for his next season in case we go down. I really hope it's not one of those kind of signings. Um, I hope that the idea of bringing in uh, all of these players is that they're going to add quality to those positions, not just depth in the squad, because I feel like at the end of January, you've not only waited the maximum amount of time to bring players in, but now they've got the least amount of time to make the impact that you need them to make. So they've got the least amount of time to settle in, the least amount of games uh, to get used to playing, uh, to get used to training, to to settle in properly and it affects players and it stops you from hitting the ground running. If you brought them in at the start of January, they could be hitting the ground running for you in the middle of February. You bring them in now, they might not be doing anything until April and then it might be too little too late by April. Um, It's not always the manager's, you know, it's not always the manager's choice really kind of, uh, you know, I mean, Keith Miller's not the first manager to have said this during the transfer window, but, uh, you know, you're often waiting and before you find out the player want to sign is going to become available, and that could be the case with Show Silver. He could have been um, aware that Sutton were willing to let him go, but Sutton were maybe waiting to finish the transfer business of their own, and then you know made the decision with hours to go that um, you know that will let you go. And I think that's why that often happens. Why you get like a flurry of signings on transfer deadline day doesn't necessarily mean that the club hasn't been chasing them for the whole window. But uh, sometimes the you know the club does start chasing them early, but it's not until until hours before the deadline that they get the go ahead that the play is going to be available. Well, um, at the end of the day, it's it's an attacking option, and obviously we need yeah. some more attacking options. It's not a goal scorer, like you've said, and that's what people really wanted to see get brought he's in. He's not got much um, league experience either, and that's another well, factor. He's not got, got any Yes, no, 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 no professional league experience to speak he's of. Thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll edit. I'll edit around it. Don't worry. But no, no proper league experience yeah. to really speak of, and that's one of the the fair few attacking options that Carla United brought in through mm-hmm. this transfer window. Somebody who is uh, a bit more of a perhaps exciting prospect in terms of limitless potential is Owen Windsor. Owen Windsor has came on loan from the Baggies, uh, West Brom Ajalbian. He has played a fair few years with non-league outfit Shinchester Town, Sirenchester Town. Um, I, I can't really pronounce Sirenchester. it properly. 
Sirencester town. Um, and he he has he has he has been around this level before. He was a part of the Grinsby team that were relegated, unfortunately. But it, that that does kind of at least let you know that he's been in and around the changing rooms of a team in this kind of position. So maybe he knows what to expect and that's not too daunting for him. So he's happy to to come in. 20 years of age, very young player. And um, I mean, he, he wants to play. It, from, from what I can see, mate, he's gone alone a few times. He went back mm. to Sirinchester Town on loan. And then the uh, the next season, he went to Tooton Town, then it was Grimsby, then it was Newport, where he didn't really get going with just one appearance. And now he is with us. This might be a little case of last chance saloon for Owen Windsor. And again, uh, yeah. like I've already said uh, about another player in this sort of transfer news that we're doing, it's the potential for us to reap the rewards of a player in the last chance saloon of being able to push forward in a professional football career. And I'm obviously thinking that he's going to be wanting to do that. In terms of goal scoring prowess, yeah. it's never really happened for him. Um, even in non-league, he wasn't prolific. Uh, six goals and 17, uh, if from what I can see from his record. But I don't know what it is that catches the eye. Maybe he's got blistering pace. Uh, maybe he's strong. Uh, We'll, yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. There's not a lot about him because and he hasn't played these a players, lot of professional football. Yeah. It's possible oh, these players aren't our first choice. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like, like what catches the eye about them. It, it's possible that nothing specifically has caught the eye, but they're um, the next best players after we've been knocked back by other players. See, this one to me, though, Owen Windsor, because like I said, yeah. we're doing this in order as the way that the transfers came in, was a case yeah. of, right, if the next person we're going to talk about, the next person um, we're going to talk about is uh, Dennis. Yeah. Is um, If they weren't sure that he was going to sign, then this was an option. And this was kind of like, right, yeah, they sign him now. We don't sign him now. So they said, right, we'll have him now. And then an hour later, Dennis turns around and says, I'll sign. Um, I don't know if it's that's possible, the case, yeah. obviously. I mean, it's, it's possible, yeah. The order that they came in isn't necessarily the order that we knew we were getting them. No, that's true. That's true. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. So it's an interesting one. I, I just don't think there's not enough room in the team for all of these new attackers to play. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you've got Patrick Fishburne, Alessandra... Um, Mampala, is it is Mampala injured? No, Mampala left today. Did he? Yeah, Mampala's ah. gone on loan to uh, Worcester, Weymouth, Weymouth, Weymouth Conference, Worcester, bottom, Weymouth. bottom three. Uh, so, okay. yeah, Mampala's just gone out on loan. Yeah. Yeah, it's the conference though, uh, so it's not a terrible, not a terrible standard. Uh, but yeah, he's left today. He he's headed out on loan uh, today. But okay, yeah, not not a lot you can really say about this lad. Like I said, uh, came from non-league, got signed by West Bromwich Albion, has since been sort of given away on loan, never really scored, uh, never really scored at all <laughs> um, in, mm. in in professional football, unfortunately. So there it is, mate. There it is. It's a, a possibility that we might have just pulled the trigger a bit too soon on this lad because the person you're about to talk about next has a bit more about him, doesn't he? Of the players that we've signed, he is the one that seems most likely to be, well, yeah, 
the, the only one that seems especially likely to be the goal scorer um, is the only one with a, a, a decent goal scoring record at times in his career. So, like, um, this is Chris, Christian, Christian Dennis, Dennis, yeah, Christian Dennis, and he's 31. And he we um, signed him following his release from St. Mirren. Um, but he, he, he had a in League One and scored goals in League One. Um, but just different times of his career. So, like, he only scored three goals in 30 appearances for St. Mirren. Um, at Notts County, he scored um, 16 goals in 54 appearances. Um, and that was Notts County in League Two. Um, and then he, he had a spell where he scored 27 in 78 appearances for Chesterfield between 2016 and 2018. So um, he actually started off in League One with Chesterfield, uh, scored 10 goals in 42 appearances in League One. Uh, then they got relegated, but he scored... 21 goals in 48 appearances um, in the 2017-2018 season, which um, saw Chesterfield get relegated again. So, you know, he was kind of like, I think, the bright spark for them in that season. He's got a bit of a um, tendency to get relegated from League Two. Uh, I, th- I think he's been relegated from League Two three times with Grimsby, oh. Notts County and Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> so not a great omen, but on the flip side, probably the most exciting transfer that we made in terms of yeah, goal scoring. Goal scoring. <laughs> yeah, so like, didn't work out for him at Grimsby, didn't work out for um, St Mirren, but um, reasonable stats in League Two and even League One with Chesterfield, Notts County. Um, prior to that, he's like in and out of. Well, prior to that, he was mostly in um, non-league. He did play in League Two a little bit for Macclesfield, but um, they kind of he scored quite a lot of goals in non-league as well. Um, I mean, at one point, um, it was at Curzon Ashton in Conference North. Was it Conference North? No, it was a Northern Premier League Division One North, so a bit below. But he Doesn't scored the for them. Curzon Ashton, seventy-two goals in eighty-two appearances. So at that level, <laughs> which at least means that he knows how to score. You know, I mean, at yeah, least and, and can... it's also it's also got goals in the bag at this level and at a higher level than yeah. this as well. So like, it's not like he's been playing reserve team. Or Premier League Two, like they like to call it now, team football for the last yeah. like two years since he's been 18, 19, and then gone out on a couple of loans that haven't really worked out for him. And yeah, he, he, he knows what it's about to get into a changing room at this level, at yeah. this standard of football. And I think, I, I don't know why, but I feel like he's a player that Millen will know a lot about because he's been in the game for a bit longer and he seems like the sort of player yeah. that Millen might might gravitate towards. But yeah. the proof shall I mean, be given his, in. Yeah, I mean, given our, you know, given our difficulty with um, scoring goals, I would be quite happy for him if, uh, to be able to replicate what he did at Chesterfield here. 
apart from the going down bit, that um, you know, a goal almost every two games. If yeah. if, if he does that, then yeah. he'll probably help us out a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can only hope, mate. We can only hope. And most yeah. of our eggs are going into this particular basket, I feel like. Um, I'll put you on the spot, mate, just very quickly. If you're going to yeah. pair him with somebody uh, that we have on the books, who would you pair him with to play up front? Because we've been playing a lot of 4-4-2, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would maybe pair him with Amari Patrick. Mm. Okay, so, okay. So you're expecting Dennis to be this sort of like the real estate sort Play, of a uh, classic 31-year-old league league two kind of player. Not necessarily a lot of running, uh, but popping up in the right position and being a dead-eye goal scorer kind of striker. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard rumours that that's his style, that that's kind of what he does, um, that he's just the kind of gets on the end of things. Um, uh, Gary Caldwell, who was his manager at Chesterfield, described him as first and foremost a team player in terms of his work rate, running after lost causes, shutting people down and working for the team. So that's, you know, that's positive, you know, positive about him. Yeah, oh, that's good, man. That's good as well. Uh, the, uh, the Calais United fans do appreciate that. A player like, uh, like Alessandro is quite like that. He chases down yeah. the, uh, the defenders if they try and play the ball around the back. So, yeah, I mean, that was one of the signings that really excited the fans in terms of goal scorers. But one of the signings that has been accused of being a crowd pleaser is uh, the return of Jamie Devitt. That's right. Jamie Devitt is back at Brunton Park, this time only on a short-term six-month deal. It was um, reported that he was come in on loan, but that's not the case. He has signed... Yeah, how the club got a... that wrong, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they, I think they just... They, there was that much going on, they just panicked. Yeah. It was just, they've, never, they've never had to do that much typing in, in yeah. the three-hour period before. I mean, the media... Just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, the media people will be getting the news relayed to them from, like, the likes of David Hallsworth. So it seems like something got lost in translation there. <laughs> Uh, Jamie Devitt, obviously, last time he was with Carlisle, stayed with us for uh, three seasons, I believe, uh, making over 110 appearances, scoring 21 goals. Is the Irishman in the midfield, a player that hasn't really had much of a career since leaving Carlisle, unfortunately. Um, things didn't work out for him when he left Carlisle for yeah. Blackpool. And um, and then he since went on to have a couple of loan spells with Bradford City and uh, Newport County before. Obviously, everybody knows him signing for Barrow, where he's only scored the one goal uh, in the year and a half that he's been with Barrow. So it hasn't exactly worked out for him over there. They brought him back. Like I said, he's been accused of being a crowd-pleasing signing. Jamie Devitt, back at Brunton Park. Mm -hmm. You liking it? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, like, so his career's his career's hit the skids mainly through injury, and you know the age that he's at now as well. He's gonna, you know, he's he's not getting better year on year. Um, it, you know, it's it, it's up to him. Um, he's pro, you know, I I assume he's still got the skills. You know. It's, mm. 
just knocked the fitness and he gets the running team. Yeah, I I could see him doing well, you know, if, even if he even if he has got problems with injury, only manages to play, you know, have one run of games or something. But you know, if he's if he's still got those um if he's still got that uh that delivery and if Christian Dennis is the sort of player who can thrive off that sort of delivery. It's potential to be a decent signing. I totally understand what it looks like, but uh, and and the fact that his career, the way it's gone, um, I wouldn't get too excited about it. But um, yeah, you know, I won't be I, I won't be too down about it either. Yeah, I feel like it, it. It's not a bad option. The midfield needed another option, and and so this signing does make sense. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's in if he's in shape. Uh, to be to hit the ground running, or if it's going to take a, a little while for us to start seeing him um, at his what is now his best, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to see that we've got more options in the midfield. Maybe somebody that uh, can give Callum Guy a bit of a rest because uh, he he's, he's played a lot of football this year. Obviously, people want Riley mm-hmm. to get back into the team. Riley and Devitt might be an interesting pairing in the midfield. Um, but like I said, we've made a lot of signings in this window and uh, we've only let a few people go. Um, we've already mentioned that Mpala has gone out on loan until the end of the season. Um, it hasn't really worked out for him, mate. Neither manager, Chris Beach or uh, Millen, have really backed him and he's just... Fell by the wayside a little bit unfairly, I feel like, when he's had his opportunities. He has done quite well for Carlisle. He's got a couple of goals in the Cups um, when he's made his appearances. And he's got that ability that he can sort of pull a goal out of anywhere. Um, But we just haven't been able to see it. He had a good pre-season, but that's it. Pack your bags, you're going on loan, and you're going to go and scrap it out in the conference in a relegation battle. Uh, what, what didn't work out for him, yeah, mate? He had a bit of an injury. He's a young player, um, brought in by Chris Beach, and then Beach has got sacked and Millen's come in. He had a bit of an injury as well, so you can kind of understand why he's not got his chance. Um, he, I mean, like, is the chances that he did get were limited, and... Okay, so he didn't kind of do a lot in those chances, but you know what are you going to do with that level of chances? But injury, being a player that was on the fringes of the squad and brought in by the previous manager, um, you can kind of like see Millen's kind of probably got quite a lot of use in that sort of position now um, on the wings with. Uh, Patrick uh, now shows silver. Um, if he continues to play Alessandra there, or I don't know if he does, um, with Dickinson. And also, well, um, you know, is is probably still yet to have a look at Toure, but, you know, Jimmy Toure's in the building. So, you know, Keith Millen probably feels that he's got enough wingers yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's obviously going to have to make some room because he's brought in this many attacking options. And another attacker 
that yeah. has left Brunton Park, not just on loan, but has left Brunton Park, is uh, Chris Beach's big summer signing, Zach Clough. Zach Clough's gone, mate. Um, disappointed, to say the least. I feel like he did have something in him, especially during pre-season. It looked good, but maybe when he got on that big windy pitch and the weather started getting cold and and, and, and the tackles were flying in and he kept on picking up little knocks here and there. And it just didn't work out for him, mate. And, and he's disappearing over to Australia to go and play for Adelaide United uh, in the A-League. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like this is a footballer that just wants to go and enjoy his football. Yeah, I think so, maybe. I mean, um, it's like when Macaulay Gillespie went over to Australia, you kind of you kind of felt that he could have fought for his career here, but you know, it's 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 an attractive proposition. I think you get decent money over there. The weather's really nice, so you know, uh, fair play to him and all that. I was disappointed myself uh, because you know, even now I was kind of still thinking that there's something about him that if we if we could, if he can just show it. That um, you know, he still looked like potentially a very good player at time, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it. I thought I felt like he really had something in the locker. I felt like he, he just just couldn't, yeah couldn't get going, and even I don't know to, if that was in his in his yeah. head maybe. Um, and then yeah, even like I think we've speculated on maybe he was promised because he was given the number ten. Maybe he was promised to play an attacking role, and when he was asked to sort of like play out wide. Or in 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 the midfield, even he he just kind of went missing, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's really his position. And mm. and you know, to be fair, the way we were playing at the start of the season under Beach didn't really suit him at all. And we maybe it was you know the the reasons that we've talked about why a beach ball stopped working um, because we were. Lacking the players such as uh, Coyote and Patrick, that's all like players who could like hold the ball up in the wings and stuff. Maybe kind of like that's what Beach was thinking about when he brought him in. And if that's where we saw enough like little flashes of brilliance from him to even still be hoping that. You know, if he's still around next season, maybe Keith Millen can get a tune out of him once he's built his own squad. Maybe he'd be part of that. But, you know, he's, he's probably taken quite a lot of wages off the books by going to Australia. And it's, that's probably a factor in the late flurry of signings, as well as what I mentioned before about having to wait till the end of the window. Yeah, it's. It, it, it apparently came as a shock to Keith Millen. Um, it, 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 a lot of the language around the the conversation of the of the move being um, Millen basically saying that he doesn't want to stand in anyone's way and uh, that this is a great opportunity or, or that Clough feels like this is a great opportunity yeah. uh, to have a new adventure and take his football career in a different yeah, direction. You know, he will do. I mean, he's probably going to be disappointed with his career has gone. Promises the amount of promise he showed at the start of his career when he signed for Forest. Uh, was it Forest that he played for? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he, they Bolton. paid they paid three million for him. Not Bolton, so yeah. yeah, so like 
you know, his expectations of himself are probably a lot higher than the expectations that standard lower league footballers put upon themselves. Like he's probably feeling that his career hasn't gone the way he wanted because he's in league two. So, you know, maybe he's just decided that I'm not going to get back to the championship, which is where I feel I could have been. I don't want to stick around League 2, so an alternative option is to go somewhere uh, somewhere sunny where they play well, where, you know, you're playing a standard of football that is, it's, you know, it's, it's high by Australian standards, even though it's not high by UK standards. So you know you, you can you can go over there and people will be a lot a lot kinder to you maybe and you know you, you know you might go over there and be considered as one of the top players in the A League. I don't know I don't know what Adelaide are like whether they're considered a decent team. But I know like, you know McCauley, the top uh, McCauley, three team. Yeah, I mean McCauley Gillespie went over there and you know he was playing. Uh, was he playing Robbie Fowler's team? Michael Bridges. I think it was Robbie Fowler for a bit. Was Robbie Fowler was managing over there. So you know, you go there and it's big names, big stadiums. You know, you're competing at the top end of the national divisions. I can see the appeal of it, especially like Zach Luffy be expected to be playing in the championship minimum. Yeah, you got to think as well that the Australian season's just not that long either. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> so like you work, yeah. you work year. You know, I mean, the amount of time off you go, you get compared to the amount of time you have to play. It's just you know, there's a lot better balance, mm. and 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 they'll have a winter break as well over there in mm. the A League, right, mate? Well, um, we've had a good old uh, transfer crack there, and uh, like I said, I think that's yeah. going to be the majority of the episode, but we will touch on Carlisle United's games. Uh, first of all, we'll talk about Carlisle United's 2-0 defeat to Sutton United. Um, and as I always do here on the Blue Army podcast, I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for their 2-0 defeat against Sutton United. We had Mark Howard in goals, was Joel Senior at right-back, Simeu, McDonald and Armour, making up the rest of the defence with Guy and Whelan in the centre of the midfield with Patrick Mellish and Dickinson playing in the advanced roles and wide roles respectively with Otomei playing up front on his own. So a slight change in formation there, something you might expect when you're playing against a high-scoring team, a team close to the top of the league, a team that have been on a very good run of form. So you can see... The fact that Wheeling coming back into the midfield is a good decision, but Simeu making his debut on this day didn't necessarily have a fantastic debut. Now, mate, have you got the highlights in front of you? I haven't, no. I was there, but the goals were at the other end of the division. Sorry, the other end of the pitch. Okay, I'll bring the highlights up. Yeah, if you skip just the just the 10 seconds in, you'll see the first goal there. The ball comes in from the Sutton United and it's headed straight from Simeu right into the attacker. Now, Simeu should header that high and wide, but he doesn't. He, he heads it straight into an attacker. Now, is that is that maybe just a lack of concentration, a lack of 
uh, knowing where players are on the pitch. I mean, it's it, it's a rookie mistake when you're a defender to head the ball low. You don't do that. You head the ball high and clear it. That's what you do as a defender. You get under the ball. And I don't think the ball was whipped in with that much pace. That He couldn't have done that. I have a look. All right, you have a look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I see what you mean. See, he's got enough time to jump and really get underneath that ball, really get it wide, and he doesn't. And he he, he, yeah. he makes a hound of it. It's like a 50-pence piece Sunday League sort of clearance. Now, I'm going to we'll cycle through the rest of these highlights as Jack Armour hit the bar there from a, uh, a Mari Patrick cross. Because um, there was an early substitution in this game. And then, see, there's the second goal there, mate. Second goal starts, like, see, around, just goes, like, 40 seconds in. So, Simeu gets dragged out of position by the 1-2 play to begin with and then leaves that man to pick up another man and doesn't stick a foot in when he should stick a foot in. Do you know what I mean? It's too late making that tackle. That tackle yeah. should have been made about three steps before it was made. It's just poor yeah. technique in the approach play there. So he, he he kind of doesn't pick up one man, he leaves him, and then he picks up the other attacker, yeah. which he kind but, of has to, to be that's fair. What McDonald's but there's a doing, yeah, that's what Yeah, 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 I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, I, mean, if you're, but, I was McDonald's, just like watching. He's the wrong side of you. his man. Yeah, because I agree with you on Simeon for the first goal. Um, the second goal, it looks like, I mean, Simeon's already got someone. But that's, and, not his, um, that's, that's obviously not his man, do you know what I mean? Not, yeah. Or, or, but but why, and if it is his man, then why is he leaving him? But but yeah, if I, yeah, McDonald's, I mean, McDonald's, I, I, I McDonald's the wrong side of the attacker. Um, yeah. And to be, the, there's chances for both of them to have done something there, but the blame does lie with Simeon and McDonald's. So you can kind of say both goals, there is a fault at Simeon's yeah. door for both the goals. And it was a mm-hmm. bit of uh, a difficult day out for him, a bit of a difficult debut. Clough actually came on in this game towards the end. Yeah. Um, Mate, <laughs> what? I, I don't want to be too harsh. I really don't want to be too harsh on Carlisle United at the moment. Sutton United are a really good team, um, but it's it, it it a lot of people kind of got the backs up with this result. And I I did do a statement on Facebook to try and get like a little bit of uh, like a fan reaction and see what people were reacting like towards the result. But I also wanted to get my opinion across in there as well. And what my opinion basically was, and um, eventually when this bloody internet works, I'll read it out to you. For some reason, it's not letting me in yet. (laughs) Is it sounding all right or does the internet just keep fucking up all the time? Yeah, sounds all right. I mean, the internet's not fucked up for a few minutes and there's not been an issue with the sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a bit up and down. I don't think it's anything like crazy that I won't be able to edit, but it's been, yeah. I think just because of the sheer amount of tabs that I've got open, it's just been making my internet really laggy. Um, so yeah, so the comment that I made was uh, Sutton are flying this year. Forest Green Rovers are running away with the league. After only recently pulling ourselves out of the bottom three, are some fans overreacting to the last two results or are the wheels coming off Millen's wagon already and uh, mate you even put a comment in here and obviously you can put your two cents in and tell us what you thought about Carlisle United's yeah. results in just a second but firstly Phil Rickaby had this to say it says 
Looks like it to me. How far United have declined over the years, and it looks as if it's going to continue. Sorry to stay, but big changes needed badly. I think that's a bit of a typical Carla United fan stance at the moment, mate. There's a lot of the fan base feeling like that. So I can definitely see yeah. where Phil's coming from, although he's obviously got wider concerns than just the, the current results and, and how, how yeah. football's I mean, being played. People on the pitch. view. People will view the way we've been this season um, in terms of the overall decline that's been going on for uh, about 15 years or something. Um, you know, um, and, you know, I think to a lot of people, relegation, unless there is change, feels like something of an inevitability. Whether it happens this season, I don't know, but yeah, area with the fence. Yeah. Um, Scott Montgomery has um, a bit more of a, a tactical uh, comment. He says, wins against the bottom seven or eight teams and nicking points off the rest. That's the situation we're in. People will think this is a negative comment, but that's what the situation we are in at the moment means we need to do. Stay up and then try and rebuild next season. I feel like that's been um, the way we've had to sort of go at things for a couple of seasons, to be honest, mate, is sort of like, we'll rebuild for another promotion campaign. We'll rebuild for another playoff campaign. We'll rebuild for another chance to get into the playoffs. Yeah. It's just rinse and repeat, but hopefully one day it'll come off. And Keith Ward had this to say, he said, Forest Green Rovers tore Tramia a new one and they are second. And Sutton are on a roll like we were coming up as... Uh, we were coming up as have others... Uh, the next couple of weeks will say more, to be honest. So obviously, Keith saying that the next couple of fixtures are going to really, truly reflect what Millen's impact at the club is going to have yeah. in terms of... of us achieving... game. Yeah, this is before the Salford game. Um, yeah. In terms of achieving more wins this season. Uh, mate, like you said, you were at the game... Uh, what, what what was your reaction to the performance? Um, I think you know, although as people have said, you've got to consider uh, Sutton are a good team. Um, I think we are. It seems actually getting worse through this little spell. You know, we've got a good few wins and a few draws. Uh, had a bit of an unbeaten run. But, you know, the last now three defeats we're talking about have all been really poor, even if you do take into account the fact that Forest Green had excellent defence and they put past us. There was just a kind of, like, really a lack of anything from us. Uh, we're not really... We're not creating things anymore, which is a worry because we're brought in strikers because we're creating chances, but we don't have anyone to put them away. What we don't want is to have you know, have strikers who can put who, who can put it away, and then we stop creating, so that they're now living off scraps. Um, <laughs> the kind of like yeah, the, the thing that you've got to kind of consider as well is that that gap between us and the bottom two, it's not really getting any smaller. Um, it's still eight, so. Um, not like Scunthorpe and Aldham showing much sign of of going on a 
you know, of going on a big run. Colchester are. Um, they've had some decent results. I've had some decent results in Goldstreams and Roundabouts. Maybe this is Colchester's little decent run. Uh, a Barrow got a win. So, so there are other teams that are in and around with us and potentially overhauling us. Um, I still, I still feel that we can probably do enough this season, uh, given how you know, given the size of the gap to the relegation zone and how little we've had. I mean, the two teams in the relegation zone, their fans, according to them, have had terrible transfer windows. Um, Scunthorpe fans saying that the only thing that's happened to them in the transfer window is that their best player is left, and then that's it. So, um, Oldham are under an embargo and can't really do much. So, yeah, so, that, you know, I mean, I think there's a decent chance still that, you know, we'll be saved by that. And then it's, as um, as your man says, we build the next season again. Yeah, that's it, man. Another season of rebuilding for next season. Um I don't think we're going to do a Foxy's feature man of the match this week, mate. I think this is going to be the week that we maybe break. Maybe yeah. we'll do one for the Salford game. Maybe I'll feel in better spirits once we've gone through the Salford game. At least we've got a nice goal to talk about anyway. Um, but, I mean... Yeah, I mean, for Sutton, I was going to give it to Patrick if he'd asked me about the Sutton one. Oh, you said it now. Because of all the players that did play. Yeah, all the players that did play against Sutton, he was, you know... He, he, he was the one who was, I thought he played all right. He was positive things with the ball when he got the ball. It's just that nobody else around him was. Mm. But, you know, I, I don't feel that I could criticise Patrick's performance against Sutton as much as anyone else, really. There you go, you're back. Hello. All right, recording's <laughs> back on. The recording's back on. I think that was. I think it just finished when you when you finished your sentence about Patrick. So that should sync up quite nicely. Okay. I think that'll be all right. <laughs> I think that'll be all right. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on to talk about the Salford game, mate. Not much better um, in terms of performance or result. Um, but obviously, like you've just said there about Omari Patrick being the standout player against Sutton. Probably again the standout player against Salford City. But first, I'll give yeah. you the starting lineup for the game. Millen did change a couple of things. Um, obviously, felt the same as you and wanted to change a couple of things. So there was more creativity about the team. Um, Howard in goal again. Senior Simeu, McDonald, and Armour across the back. The back line unchanged. But with Gibson, yeah. Guy, Mellish, and Dickinson across the midfield. So the midfield with lots of uh, changes there with Alessandra coming back uh, to make his first start in a while and Patrick up front as well. Um, mate, it's it's a positive changes. It looks like a better lineup. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Salford game, Salford aren't a high-flying team. You would have hoped for us to get a result. Uh, it's Tuesday night. It's under the lights. It's not too far to travel. Um, it is a little bit of a disappointing result and the fact that Carlisle yeah. didn't necessarily play very well does... Uh, sort of add insult to injury as it yeah. were. The first goal was a penalty uh, given against, yeah. I think, John Mellish for handball. It's, yeah. it's one those ones where technically you just have to give it. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of watched it to see if there was any particular thing we could, we could bring out as bad defending or if it was just a bit of bad luck. Um, I think there's an element of bad luck in that 
Um, I mean, it looked like it was one-way traffic up to that point anyway. Um, yeah, the coming it... at us. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Zimish, you know, YouTube is his arm in a, in a position where you could blame him for it. I don't know. Um, even if it is just one player's mistake, that's just one of them things, isn't it? It Sometimes is, mate. the ball will hit a player's arm. That's it. I think that that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. It's just one of those ones where the referee has to give it because technically it, it it's infringed play. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't all doom and gloom for Carlisle though. Carlisle did respond. A nice bit of approach play. Gibson crossing the ball nice and low into the six yard box for Amari Patrick to show some really good imposure and took the ball away. Um, I think like it's more of the same mate Amari Patrick just just enjoying playing for Carlisle United um, and I yeah. feel like he's a player that wants the fans behind him, enjoys having the fans behind him yeah. and, he's, and he's playing for the club, he's playing for the team. What do you think about Amari Patrick's recent performances? Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems to be be the one who's is came off the bench a couple of times. Uh, it's been it's been good. Like I say, um, you know, if I had to give anyone it against Sutton, it'd be Amari Patrick, and then he's scored, scored against um, with with the help of Jordan Gibson, who's another player who been a bit quieter the last couple of weeks, but you know, be one of the bright sparks of our season. Is Jordan Gibson one of those players that because he's so good when he is good, you just have to start him. You just have to start him because if he's not playing that good, you can take him off after like 55 minutes or 35 minutes and change the game plan or whatever you want. But on his day, is it always worth just giving him a nod? Like Francois Zocco was back in the day. Yeah, I think you give players like that a bit more leeway. Obviously, there's a point where if they're putting some really bad performances, you can't continue with them. But um, especially kind of like forward players who might just not really be in a game because um, it's not necessarily always their fault. Um, um, the, you know, the, the ball might just not be coming up to them. So um, I think, yeah, you can, Jordan Gibson at the moment is still a player that I would definitely just have in the starting lineup because you know that he can do something. Yeah. Yeah, same, same. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll just have him in the starting line. I always thought he's... hope that about Clough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up to a certain point, yeah, up to a certain point. But Clough looked fucking miserable towards the end. Um, yeah. And and then obviously there was that little concussion incident that happened and then the injuries that followed. And obviously, I, th- I think his head, his head just went. And when the opportunity to play in the sunshine came along, bye-bye. And I yeah, don't necessarily begrudge him for it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I really would have liked to have seen him take Carlisle into the playoffs with a lot of goals this season, but that wasn't to be. Um, so, yeah, Carlisle responded quite well there with their goal, but it wasn't to be for Carlisle in the end. Salford... It's... it's it, I'm not impressed, mate. I'm not impressed. Simeon lets his man go. Um, so, but Salford with a yeah. little bit of approach play. Uh, Carlisle just quite happy to let them have it. Lots of men behind the ball. Uh, they work it out wide. The cross comes in. It's not a fantastic cross, but the attacker gets in front of Simeon. Simeon is behind his man. Um, and 
it's a weak header as well, which is a little bit annoying. Uh, that that it's got enough to go past Howard. Obviously, when mm. something's placed very well, it's difficult uh, to, to to judge that kind of thing. But it's it's a frustrating goal, and um, it's it's Simeu letting his man go again. Um, so is that a lack of communication, or is it just like is it good from the attacker, or is it, it, Simeu's? His body language is all wrong after the goal. He, I, he, he's, he's shrugging his shoulders and he looks like he's blaming Mark Howard, actually, which isn't a smart he move for like a 20 year someone else. Yeah, he does look like he's blaming somebody else, which I don't think when you've got a 36-year-old goalkeeper in goal who's having a good season and a young centre-half who's on loan and hasn't really looked like uh, a good signing so far, not a smart move to be making, taking chunks out of the, uh, the goalkeeping fan favourite. Uh, by the young centre back, mm. uh, we'll see if Simeu's uh, run of of appearances in the starting lineup continues uh, on the weekends. But a player whose run of starts did stop was uh, Otamei. Um, mm-hmm. pro- probably about about time. Uh, that, uh, Alessandra was was looking good when he was coming off the bench. Obviously, he scored that goal recently. Patrick, uh, the, the the shining light in the Sutton United game. So you're probably yeah. right thinking that Otamei was the player to be sacrificed. Didn't make his way off the bench, and now with all of these new attackers coming in, it's going to be hard for him to to find a place in the jumble. I think it's hard for anyone really to find a place um, in the in the yeah, starting lineup in terms of attacking choices. Hmm? Keith, yeah, I mean Keith Millen. Keith Millen's shown some faith in him, so um, I think I think he'll still compete. Yeah, I just do you know who I'm worried about, mate? You probably who? guess Fishburn. Yeah, I would. He should have got him out on loan. If do you know what I mean? I hope he's going to play if he hasn't bothered to get him out on loan. But yeah. Uh, there's a lot of there's some of the lads have gone on loan to some like, conference teams. You could have you probably could have got Fishburn out to a conference team on loan. I would like to have yeah. seen. I don't want I don't want to see him off the bench and on the bench and off the bench and on the bench, sort of like and never yeah. starting a game and sometimes never coming off the bench and sometimes just never being on the bench. That I, I, that that'll be a quick spiral, um, and I wouldn't want to see that happen to the young man. But. That's football, mate. That's football. And I reckon that's a good place to leave it before we yeah. before we go too far ahead of things. Um, thank you very much for joining me this week, Wills. This has been... You're welcome. <laughs> this has been episode uh, 53 of the Blue Army podcast. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. And uh, that's enough from us this week. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye for now.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.